0: Listen. Hey, everybody. This is Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast stress. Everybody's got it. Everybody feels it, but the question is, what do you do with it? How do you get it handled so you can be your best, do your best, and most importantly, feel your best in all areas of your life? Well, that's what we're all about here at Ask Dr. Gans, the podcast. I'm your host, Bryn Griffiths, and we're joined, as always, by the real star of the show, and that is registered <laughs> psychologist, Dr. Gans Ferrance. How you doing?
1: Great, great, great. How you doing, Bryn?
0: Fine, thank you. You know, I... Before the U.S. election, yeah, we would talk to friends south of the border. We talked mm-hmm. to people north of the border, and mm-hmm. everybody was wound up about the election between Joe Biden and mm-hmm. President Trump. Mm-hmm. The election's over now. I'm not noticing the <laughs> tension dropping too much now. Granted, it's you know it was a bit of a circus when everything was all said and done, and who knows how things are going to play out right through until January, but. That tension level has not dropped, at least the people that I've talked to. Are you surprised by that? People seem really fatigued.
1: Well, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we got a bunch of stuff going on here, and and you're absolutely right. There's There's been a lot of tension um, uh, south of the border for sure, but even those of us in Canada and I'd say even around the world, there's been a, a sense of, you know, just kind of like holding your breath and wondering and yeah, uncertainty. And it's been a year of uncertainty already with the pandemic and, you know, all the different things that went along with that. So um, it has been extremely stressful. And we've talked about this in other podcasts. Uh, uncertainty itself is one of the most stressful situations that humans uh, ever have to deal with. It's better to know and deal with, it, even if it's bad news, uh, to deal with it than it is to not know what the what the outcome is. And so uh, there, there has been a lot of that in the air throughout this year, and now with the elections happening, leading up to elections, and now, excuse me, and now even with uh, the results uh, being somewhat disputed and you know not being finalized and different things like that, that has caused a lot more difficulty and uncertainty. Now, even if a clear win is declared, right? I mean, you know, so far at the time of this taping, Biden has been declared. There's still uncertainty because now, you know, okay, well, how's this going to go? How's the transition going to go? What's going to happen with uh, what are the new policies and new administrations going to bring in? How's that going to affect people in my area? All these different things go along with it. And, you know, some of these things are expected, but we've just had several extra doses of uncertainty and also of change, which is another stressful thing to our bodies. Uh, we've had lots of doses of that in this, this year.
0: Now, the weird part is through all of this process, the US economy has continued to function along quite strongly. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been a monstrous dip even after the election. So there there should be no financial stress, at least if you're a company or anything like that. But but people find a way to make it work for or against i guess their argument in their head right
1: right 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 and this is this is a lot of stuff that people a lot of social scientists have been studying recently especially recently is that you know given the polarized nature of everything right now but especially politics in the US um, what what we're finding is people get into their heads that this this way of looking at the world is the way it's the true way and everything else that challenges that uh, must be false. You know what I mean? And so it, it's it's kind of dangerous to think that way, to be quite honest, because we never really get to test our opinions. We never really get to test our reality or see if there's a better way. And we just get stuck in our own um, personal echo chamber. I was listening to um, – Oh uh, man, I can't remember the guy's name right now, but he's got a, a show on Netflix, a documentary called "The Social Dilemma," mm-hmm. and uh, if anybody's seen that, it's it's, it's brilliant. Um, he talks about social media and what this has done, and the and the um, all the algorithms and what they've caused. And so, you know, right now he's saying it's like everybody's got their own personal strip of reality that is fed to them by the algorithms on social media and so everybody you know and it's 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 fed and refed to them so we don't even really get a taste of sort of standard what everybody agrees to is might be reality because everybody agrees to just their own reality and so it's it's one of these very dangerous situations we have generally that we need to start to look at. And and so, you know, really what I suggest to people and, and the people that I talk to in my own family, my clients, the people I talk to um, all over the world when when we when I'm doing consultations and stuff, we need to make a deliberate and concerted effort to talk to people who are different than us, who hold different opinions than we do. Right. Because one, it helps us connect with other humans. But two, it also enriches our brains. It enriches us to be able to think in a different way, to see things in a different way, change our perspectives. And actually, this is how our brain grows. This is how we grow as people. And this is one of the things that we can do that's going to help us deal with, you know, whether it's COVID fatigue or in this case, the U.S. election fatigue, Um, it's going to help us manage that and get through it.
0: What I found, too, is that people are defaulting to the negative, lately oh, yeah. a lot more and and I know that we've gone through the covid and I, and I and continue to but for example and I I'm pretty upbeat but for example when I was watching the election coverage over the four or five days that it took to even get some some level of consensus the one thing that I I would look at is that we really the divide and the gap is still there regardless of where Donald Trump is because 70 million people voted in favor of him
1: Absolutely, It's a represents. monstrous number. Yeah,
0: and but but I was more disappointed in me because my initial thinking went to the negative, and that to me would be one of the negatives that uh, th- I don't know why I went that way. But well, <laughs> but a lot of other people are doing that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like, listen, I I, I do think the last couple of years, um, at least in North America, I suspect around the world. There has been this heavy cloud. I mean, I, I remember at the end of you know 2019 when people were like, "Oh man, I can't wait for this year to be over. I'm really looking forward to 2020. You know, vision I 2020 is it's all gonna be clear." And you know what I mean? Thank goodness for a new year, right? And then 2020 hit. It's like, ah, crap. <laughs> it's like we get now. It's worse, right? So um, there has been, uh, I would say, an uptick in in just general negativity and we're we're fed this stuff by social media and I, one of the one of the really strong well call tips or strategies that I recommend consistently right limit your consumption limit your consumption and and also curate your consumption right like don't don't allow <clears throat> excuse me too much negativity from whatever the source into your world into your life you have the right to set up those boundaries, to set up the what you pay attention to, what you let in, because it 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 can be devastating in the long term. And um, given that we, you know, there are certain things based on the pandemic and different things we can't control, we need to pay attention. We need to listen to the experts. We need to hear what we need to do to protect ourselves. A lot of that stuff is not like rainbows and bunnies. Do you know what I mean? It's 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 heavy stuff. And we need to hear it. So if we're, if we're paying attention to that, would that, what that means is we have to balance the other side. We need to de- um, deliberately uh, and uh, consciously look for positive things to add to our world. A study I heard, uh, this is several years ago now, was done by a bunch of linguists, the folks that study language. And what they found was that the average individual has four times as many words for negative experiences as they do for positive experiences, right? So basically, because we think in words, we're thinking four times more negative than positive on average. So if you put that together with just the circumstances we have and our natural tendency to, to be more negative, because, you know, our brains want to protect us, so we're always looking for danger. Right. Then it's very easy for us to get into this whole negative vortex and have that... Stress multiply, and the depression, anxiety, all this stuff really come in. But the nice thing about it is that we also have the ability to train our brains to train the way we think, right? Yeah. Um, to be able to say, all right, if I can get into the habit of looking for the good, if I can get in the habit of making sure that I feed into my brain more positive stuff on average, we we start to skew the ratio for our favor.
0: It's funny you should say that because I've caught myself numerous times. Well, mind you, I've had a crazy year to begin with anyway. Yeah. But now if I say uh, to my better half, you know, the problem with that is, and the moment I use the word problem, <laughs> I stop and I go, no, 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 hang on. The challenge with that, there I you find go. that to me is a, is a softer way of saying problem yep. without it being as harsh as saying the word problem. And, but I always thought that was just me. And I think what it is is I'm trying to change my default.
1: Yes, exactly right. That's exactly what you're doing. Um, language counts, okay? Yeah. Um, our brains love us so much, they want to make us right. <laughs> so when we, th- depending on the language we use, we're going to have a certain feeling that goes along with that and our brains are going to say, oh, this is what we want. Okay, we're going to go find more of this for you. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And so, yeah, instead of instead of like the problem is, um, maybe the challenge, right? Because challenge is a more positive word. It is. It 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 has this feeling of I can do something about it. There's more options. To, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Right? Well, you know, one of the things uh, I don't know if uh, people have read. A lot of the listeners may may have heard of at least Robert Kiyosaki. Um, his his book was a huge bestseller back in the day. His rich dad, poor dad, um, and he talked about how his rich dad would never let him say. I'm broke or i'm uh, I'm poor or I got you know I don't have any money or whatever, right right and he, and he said, um, the one of the reasons that 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 was such a big deal was because it shut down the conversation in his unconscious, right? it you know, if I'm broke, that's it. it's done, right? i'm I'm poor or whatever. If if you said to yourself instead, you know, I'm having cash flow challenges right now, <laughs> or um, I'm I'm currently looking for ways to make more money or whatever, it opens up the conversation in your brain. And now now your your brain, your unconscious, can actually think about solutions or recognize solutions that may show up in the environment. But <clears throat> if we if we have language, whether we speak the language or we just think the language, it, it really does shut down the way we think our problem solving uh, and totally affects how we feel
0: and you we it seems like we're always talking about social media and how it's a huge feeder of negativity the the other thing too and, and and while i laugh when i see this i also recognize that that i need to apply it more and that is i see people writing do not respond do not respond do not respond because <laughs> they're trying to keep the emotion out of it And this this whole election campaign that we've been watching for both sides of the border, it has been very volatile for people. And what I can tell you what I've learned in the last year, and that is I don't need to express my opinion for every other (laughs) opinion that I see on Twitter or Facebook or any other place like that. Sometimes just let people go.
1: Yeah. 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 Live and let live. Right. I think, I think we need a lot more of that. And, and honestly, You know what you just touched on there is extremely important to helping us survive the fatigue around this whole process because it's okay if somebody has a different opinion than you. It's all right, and actually, it's it's kind of like generally good to listen to different opinions. But if you don't agree, that's cool. Let them why? Let them go their way. Right? We don't have to comment on everything. Um, An author that I love um, is um, Dan Millman. And he wrote a book called "Way of the Peaceful Warrior," and a couple other books uh, along, the, along those uh, that line. But one of his books, uh, I just remember reading this. I said, "Oh, this is this is brilliant." He said, "Well, two things. One is um, judge lightly, right? Okay. So he's not saying don't judge because I think that's you know it's, that's a hard that's a big hill to climb for most people, but judge lightly." Right, so don't don't be so harsh with whether it's yourself or somebody else. But the other thing he says is like, you know what? There's really no benefit in trying to convince other people to your opinion. Like that's not that's not your job. You don't have to do that. So if we if we give ourselves permission to stand down from having to convince everybody that we're right, right? Um, first of all, we reduce a whole bunch of stress in our system. We create a whole bunch of energy to do other positive things. And also, it's it's probably going to help us to have better relationships generally.
0: I think the biggest thing is recognizing that most people aren't going to change their opinions anyway. Although I, I will right. say, for me, I'm always interested in getting other viewpoints from people because you might change my opinion, but not necessarily.
1: Right, right. You know, one of the one of the best things I've heard throughout this whole process was a colleague of mine saying, "Start to be." start to be curious right um, instead of saying what you believe that how could you you cra- what are right? you crazy yeah yeah you right and say huh that's that's interesting uh, w- tell me a little bit more about w- what what led you to that opinion right uh, w- what what you know how did you come to think this way you know and just by asking those questions first of all it's softer right but it opens us up but it also opens up the other person to start to really think about huh wait a second why do I think this way you know, I heard it on this radio program, or I saw it on Twitter, or whatever. It's like, okay, well, you know, and how do you feel about that? What do you think, right? And and being really curious about that when it opens up the dialogue, and then helps us to, for you know, if we're the person who's sort of asking the questions, helps us to learn. But the person answering the questions, it helps them to learn about what their thought process is, and 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 creates that space within them so they can maybe challenge that thought process a little bit and see if there's a different way to go
0: the other thing too i'm very big on watching different networks Mm -hmm. to see how they have covered the election because i know i'm going to get a different viewpoint Mm -hmm. more so now than ever before and having been a person who worked in the media Mm -hmm. i don't ever remember it being like this where I know that this particular channel is gonna to slant to the left. Well, that's fine, but I'm gonna watch a little bit of the right because I'm trying to get a view a balanced viewpoint. Yeah. But it also seems that's adding to people's stress.
1: Well, it it is. I mean it, it it is because it people would like to have some some place that they know is like that they can count on, something to anchor themselves, right? And it used to be, I mean, both of us are old enough to, to remember when it used to be news. News was a public service. It wasn't entertainment. It wasn't a business.
0: Right down right? the middle, right?
1: Yeah, it's just like, look, this is the facts. Figure it out for yourself. Do what you want with them, right? Yeah. Um, now everything's editorialized, you know, 24-hour hour news channels. we got, like, social media. Everybody's competing for everybody else's opinion. And so, or everybody else's attention. And, and so um, we do have this, well, let me curate the news or, what you know, the information to, to tell you what you like to hear so we can get you to stick around. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah. So it is confusing. But, you know, this is something that um, the, the folks that teach critical thinking, what they what they tell you is you should be looking for multiple sources of information about the same topic. And, and, you know, understand that none of them may have it 100% right. But just by exposing yourself to lots of different opinions or lots of different ways of looking at this you're gonna you're gonna eventually come up with something that's gonna be closer to the truth or closer to reality than just sticking with one source. So I, I know it's a lot it's it's more work for for people and, and sorry, but I think if you're not expecting any one source to be correct and then be disappointed when you find out they're not hundred percent correct, just factor that in and just get lots of lots of sources just like you do, Bryn, and then just kind of make up your own mind on it.
0: Like winter, election fatigue will go away at some it point. It will and spring mm-hmm. will find us. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, let's quickly touch on a few things, how people can get a hold of us. You brought up a great point on a previous podcast, and that is topics that people might mm-hmm. be interested in. They can get a hold of us like that.
1: Absolutely, absolutely. Let us know what you're thinking at any one of the channels, um, but especially on the website, askdrgans.com askdrganz, G-A-N-Z or Z dot com. Um, let us know what you think and what you would like to hear about. And we're happy to do that because we want to give you what you need and help you feel better, use the tools to feel better so you can do better.
0: Online, Facebook, Twitter, and of course you have uh, have this podcast. And and one thing we have to say about the podcast is that there's an RSS feed and all you have to do is subscribe to that. It doesn't It's not costing you anything, but what it does ensure is that anytime we drop a new podcast, mm-hmm. you're going to get a copy of it right away you're going to find out that we've got another great topic. Thanks for this one. This has been a good one as well. Really appreciate your time.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for hanging in there, guys. One,
0: two, three. Listen.